Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5, yes. to the end zone. Touchdown, and a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot. Up, gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Bucks fans, welcome to the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy podcast. I'm your host, Scott the Vanilla Gorilla. I'm here, as always, with my boys T-Plush and Sunshine. We're here talking after Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals, where the Bucks bring home another dub, 125-103. to Gentlemen, this game started out amazing and it never got really close after that what are you feeling uh well you know i didn't grow any gray hairs this game so that's a relief um it's is a weird feeling to say that in the second half i was actually kind of bored with this game (laughs) (laughs) that's that's just how impressive the bucks were this this game they is like you said, it was domination. I think they got it to what within thirteen in the third quarter, and then that's as close as it ever got in the second half. So it was pure domination by the Bucks. I love it. Yeah, I mean, outside of the Raptors in the third quarter, it wasn't close. Um, they beat the Bucks thirty-nine to thirty-one in the third, um, and like Tyler said. The closest they got it to was 13, um, and then the Bucks put the foot on the gas again and took care of business in this one, <laughs> really from start to finish. It was pretty great, feeling pretty great right night right now. Yeah, we started on a 9-0 run, uh, then we got it up to 35-17. to 17. Uh, Raptors got it to 21-35 to end the first quarter, but then it pretty much stayed stayed there the rest of the game. We had strong performances from Ursan and Nico to start the game. Uh, they both had 15 points at halftime, which is huge for those guys to be hitting shots. Ursan, you could tell, was just feeling it tonight. He he was hitting faders from mid-range and three-point. Um, Brogdon was hitting a bunch of shots. It was just one of those nights where pretty much everyone was clicking, except, I mean, the one guy that we know doesn't show up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But everyone else had a great game, and it was awesome to see. Yeah, you, t- you touched on the big guys, I think. Ursan, he had the the shooting sleeve on tonight, so whatever powers that gave him, it certainly worked. <laughs> and then you know we mentioned he, we were talking during the game. I was like, how many charges does he draw in this postseason? Cause he had three tonight, and I'm like, I just couldn't recall any 
in the previous two series. Like I'm, he, I'm sure he had to have had to have had a couple, but it's just I don't know. Tonight you saw the best of Urson, and <laughs> he earned his paycheck tonight. I was glad to see him perform well. Um, definitely led that bench unit with Brogdon, so they helped. They helped out in a big way. Yeah, some of those charges that he got tonight seemed to be similar to ones that he would, that went the other way earlier in the playoffs. Um, there were some, there were some that were definitely uh, borderline, but he got the benefit of the doubt tonight, so that was good to see. Uh, just talking about some stats, uh, Giannis had a very quiet. 30 points to me. I mean, I knew for sure he had like 20, but then all of a sudden he was at 30. He had 17 rebounds, five assists on 50% shooting. Then we had Ursan with 17 points on seven of 11 shooting. Nico Mirtic was 15 points on 50% shooting. Then we had Chris Middleton only took eight shots. So again, shooting a lot less shots, uh, just be, mostly because he's being guarded by Kawhi the whole time. But he did have an efficient night, 5 of 8, 2 for 3 from 3 for 12 points. Brooke Lopez uh, had a little bit of a falling off night. He went 0 for 4 from 3, 1 for 7 from the field with 6 points. And then Bledsoe, as we've come to expect, Three for ten from the field, one for five from three. So he made a three. I guess that's progress. And eight points, five rebounds, seven assists. So at least he's realizing now that he doesn't need to put up as many shots and he needs to be more of that slasher and distributor, like we talked about last time. So that was big. But then we had our bench, Brogdon 14 points, George Hill 13, Arsan 17. Pat and Sterling came in. Then we had garbage time for Tim Frazier, Sterling Brown, Tony Snell, and DJ Wilson. So just an all-around great night. Um, there, it was <laughs> just domination from everyone, especially in that first half. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, even the uh, TNT announcers were saying how Bledsoe needs to stop shooting the threes. <laughs> Um, which he did get one to fall today, but they were saying that he was shooting 60% from inside the paint, and he's like, Bledsoe, just just attack. That's all you need to do. And I'm like, huh, they must be listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, it was kind of funny. After he made his first shot, he prayed to the heavens, and I'm like, yeah, you know he's inside of his head then when he's doing that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you met, all the starters played great. Giannis, it seemed like he – I don't want to say settled, but he took a lot more jump shots, I feel like, than he normally did tonight, and most of them didn't fall, which, of course, led to, you know, in a blowout game, everybody talking about, oh, if he ever gets a jump shot, watch out, which was just annoying to hear. Um, it was just kind of an off, I think, jump shooting performance, to be honest, because normally he makes a few of those, and just tonight, none of them seemed to fall his way. Yeah. Um, so we talked after game one about the Bucks just not playing well and still somehow beat the Raptors by eight. The Bucks shot the ball a lot better um, today. And, I mean, it was 46% from the field, um, 31, almost 32% from three, 
um, just the team as a whole played a lot better. Um, I know Scott mentioned some of the guys that struggled, uh, Brooke and Eric mainly, um, struggled offensively at least, um, Bledsoe was, um, distributing the ball extremely well, like Scott said, but outside of just a better shooting night overall, the Bucks continue to just wreck teams on rebounds, which was completely the opposite last year. Like it was such a big pet peeve of mine uh, watching this team really the past like four years outside of this year that they couldn't rebound anything at all. Um, and now Budenholzer really made a concerted effort to get them to get defensive rebounds especially. Um, and they out-rebound the Raptors 53-40, to 40, um, 11 to 6 offensive rebounds so the bucks had a lot of second chance points um outside of rebounds better ball movement they had a, um eight more assists than the raptors did um just kind of any everything you look at the bucks played much better um fast break points points in the paint steals blocks Oh, the Raptors had more blocks. Um, the Raptors also had more turnovers. So just overall, um, the team just played a great game. And to me, it's I'm getting more and more confident after each game. And I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, why wouldn't you be more confident? We're- 10 and 1 right now in the postseason. Like, I'm confident to a point of like, I'm way overconfident. Like, I said it uh. kind of jokingly after the game one recap that I said Bucks and four. I'm like fully on board with that now. I mean, I think that will change uh, next round. <laughs> When we were playing the Warriors, that's for sure. But, uh, I mean, besides the first half of... I, yeah, first half of the game one, there's not much to be worried about this series, uh, at, at least that they've shown us. Um, we just... It just showed you again how when we got our guys, our team clicking, we just dominate. Uh, we kind of coasted later on in the second half. You could tell that we took a more conservative approach because Coach Bud was keeping guys like Miritich and Pat Connaughton. He limited their role a little bit more, and I think that was in favor of the more defensively inclined bench players that we had. Um, but that I, it just shows like I feel like if we were going all out, the whole second half we would have won by even more so again it's a night where most almost all of our guys are clicking but still that it was a night where we two of our biggest contributors weren't clicking so i mean if anything it's like a feeling of we still have another level that we can reach as a team 
That's kind of a very scary thought, what you just said there. <laughs> right, but like, isn't that insane? Like Bledsoe and Brooke were almost no-shows on the box score. I mean, of course, they were doing the smaller things, like Bledsoe's defense on Lowry has been great. Uh, Brooke Lopez's defense, his boxing out, he doesn't get a lot of rebounds, but... Like Trevor said, our team rebounds so much better. I think I think 75% of that is credited to Brooke Lopez because he boxes out every time a shot goes up. And then you have Giannis who comes in and just scoops up anything that's in the area. So those two on the boards is huge. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think we have like a whole nother level that we can get to. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that another level. I was joking with you guys after the first quarter. I was like, "Hey, we're on pace for 140 points." So <laughs> maybe if everybody is clicking, that's where that level would be. But you know, the fact. All right, we're not on that level, sure, Scott. But <laughs> that also means like with our players right now, like yeah, some pe- two people struggle this game, and other people just come and step in and pick you know, pick up their slack, essentially. Like, you never know who's going to contribute on a given night. And the fact is when, you know, the guys you expect to do good aren't and other people can fill that role, like, that's a complete team right there. That's what it's going to take to win a championship. And that has to be real hard on opposing teams. Like, the Bucks are playing eight to nine-man rotations, and you have to guard – eight or nine men the entire time. You can't just be like, oh, we're going to let Pascal Siakam shoot or anything like that because this entire team can hurt you. That That's playing anyways. We, we won't get into yeah. Tim Frazier or anything, but like, <laughs> out of the eight or nine guys, like on any any given night, they can go out and be a factor whether it's defensively um, taking charges or just shooting the lights out of the ball Um, like Urson he really did all of that tonight and it showed I mean 17 points on 11 shots um, a plus 22 in a game high plus 22 like you you can't expect that if you're the opposing team, and if that's happening, good luck stopping this team when he's our, what, seventh best player, eighth best player? I don't even know. Yeah, like, so the podium guys tonight were Giannis, Ursan, and George Hill. And usually the podium games are for the top three best players on your team. That's one of our top six best players, or one of our top five best players. Um, <laughs> that's just crazy. Like, and last game was Giannis and Brook Lopez. So it's it, and next game it's probably gonna be totally different. Like Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton, or Miritich or something. And that's what's amazing about this team is every guy who goes out there can light it up any any guy that comes out and touches the court for the bucks can score in bunches and no other team has that 
you look at Golden State, they got their bench guys. Um, who are they again? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Like, but they have Andrew Bogut, who comes out. He doesn't score much. He's defense, but, I mean, they got Iggy as a role player. I, so I, I don't see many other bench units that are as capable of dropping a multiple great performance performances off the bench like the bucks to have yeah that that'll probably be a big talking point in our uh next series preview <laughs> i think the bucks definitely have the edge there not to get ahead of ourselves or anything but you know two more wins and we're there <laughs> yeah and two wins in five games like the raptors have to go on and win Four of the next five against this Bucks team that hasn't happened all year. Um, so I I just don't see that happening. I could see the Raptors extending the series, but that's it. I going down 2-0 and losing these games, how they lost them, with really be being in control in the first probably three quarters of game one. I think there were up seven going into the fourth um, of that game. And then the Bucks outscore them by 15 in the fourth. And then in this game, just completely, completely dominate them um, to make it five straight quarters that the Bucks have been dominating. I mean, this one... <laughs> It shouldn't have been a playoff game. Like this was, like Tyler said early earlier, um, it was kind of tough to watch in the second half. I mean, you kind of knew it was gonna happen. Uh, the Raptors take a shot, they brick. Milwaukee gets the ball, walks down, and scores. That's just how the whole game went. Um, and if you're looking at the box score, it's. It's pretty obvious there. Um, I'm just, I, I can't believe how good this team is. <laughs> right. Well, here's a testament to that. So we've played 11 games, right? We're 10 and 1 in the playoffs right now. Six of those wins have been 20 points or more. That's tied with the 2018 Warriors and 2014 Spurs and 1996 Jazz for the most 20-point wins in the postseason, in one postseason ever. And we still have at least six games left, guaranteed at least six games left. That's crazy. (laughs) Holy cow. Right? (laughs) And it's uh, granted, we played the Pistons first round, who weren't great, but they're a playoff team. The Celtics were a good team, and the Raptors are a good team. So, <laughs> and it's just, and we have a good chance of breaking this record. And two of those three teams that have done this previously have won the title, just so you know. Yep. The Warriors and the Spurs. Yep. That is correct. I had that stat ready, Scott. You stole it from me. 
Let me speak up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's just surreal to see. Um, I, it was one of those games where they started on that 9-0 run, and you're like, oh, hell yeah, this is great. But then you're like, oh, shit, this is just how last game started. But they kept their foot on the pedal. Uh, they they got that rust off from that break that they had. And it seems like the Celtics series where they started slow and then they found their groove and they just never looked back. And, and it was like the Celtics never had a chance after that. So I'm hoping that it's the same here. It's going to be tough now that the series shifts to Toronto. Um, and there isn't that extra day break that there usually is for um, switching uh, courts. But we play on Sunday, and it seems like the players want it that way. That when they were interviewing like Giannis and them, they're saying they, they only want like two or three days break. And you could see that in their game ones that we've had so far in this postseason. So I'm okay with these um, every other day if they are. Me too. I'm more than okay with that, especially for, you know, I think it really plays the Bucks advantage, especially this year for how well Bud manages everyone's minutes. And then you got the Raptors side of things where, you know, uh, we got Leonard playing what just under 40 minutes and Giannis played 35 tonight. And right. only player over 30, only player over 30 minutes for the Bucks was Giannis. Yeah, he did a lot of it early, it seemed like. So yeah. you really got a lot of rest in the second half. <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah, and then Kyle Lowry, 39, Kawhi, 38. Marcus Hall only had 19 minutes. So uh, before the series started, I had mentioned that they play Ibaka more. He had 27 minutes. That didn't really seem to help too much. Yeah, I think p- part of that was Marcus Hall has looked terrible in these first two games. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Um, tonight he was one of nine from the field, oh of two from three. So, I mean, you can't afford to leave him out there the way he's been playing. And yeah, uh, our midseason acquisition is definitely looking better. For sure. Which one? <laughs> I was gonna say which one. <laughs> Our trade deadline. But true, both of them. And it was cool to see Charles Barkley after the game give a shout out to John Horst, saying that he deserves all the credit in the world for putting together this team. And he does. I told my brothers tonight, like, if John Horst doesn't win exec of the year, I'm boycotting basketball next year <laughs> um i thought that was funny like who that else? chuck couldn't remember his name or didn't know his name yeah <laughs> he was like and their gm and then ernie was like john horst <laughs> i just thought that was funny <laughs> it feels yeah, like, like a... I, I, who else deserves it and I know there was a ton of talk for the 76ers, um, Elton Brand, but that didn't work out too well. And they're probably all ditching this summer. 
So I gotta bring it up. Do you guys think right now that this Bucks team is better than the one in 2001? Yep. <laughs> There's my analogy. Yep. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I was what six during that run, so it's not like I really remember that team all that well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, you you can't go by numbers. Yeah, you can. It's a it's a totally different game of basketball. The pace is a thousand times higher nowadays than it was then. So I can't go that the Bucks have won six games by 20-plus in the playoffs. That doesn't matter. I can't. You could. I can't say that the Bucks won 53 games by 10 or more points um, this season, including well, okay, the Okay, those post-season. numbers don't lie. What? Those numbers don't lie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> this team is better than that team. What was that team? Like, 52 wins? This team has 60. They are currently making the Raptors look like the Pistons right now in this series. Um, I mean, the closest game has been eight points. And the Bucks shouldn't have won that game, and they still won it by eight. I don't know. I, I don't see it's particularly close for me. I would. I mean, I would agree. I think definitely this team is better. I think O one was a great team. There were a lot of great players on that team, but I think, uh, I think that this team has some more uh, how do I say it Giannis is better than Ray Allen at that point Ray Allen was a better offensive player as far as shooting at least but Giannis is an amazing defensive player which I guess now I should mention Giannis is a finalist for MVP and defensive player of the year and rightfully so as, as Charles Barkley said if you have a player who's in the running for Defensive Player of the Year and MVP, he should automatically be given MVP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we will see. Uh, and then Coach Bud is also a finalist for Coach of the Year, which is great. So we're all in agreement. The, this current Bucks team is better than a one even though we didn't really see them much. But... Um, <laughs> Then, all right, next best team. Do you think this Bucks team, if they make it to the finals or win it, whichever it takes, do you think they're better than the 1991 Milwaukee Bucks, making them the best Milwaukee Bucks team ever? 71? Did I say 91? Mm-hmm. Yep, you did. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think the 1991 Bucks were, were very good, so <laughs> they're definitely better than that, team. Yes, the 71 Bucks. Oh, that's that's a tough question. Um, 
you know, obviously none of us, none of us were thoughts back then. <laughs> um, but like when I looked up the stats from that team, um, the one thing that stood out to me was like, uh, obviously Kareem, I was averaging like 28 points a game, but then like all your other guys like going like nine, even 10 deep into that rotation, everybody averaged like over 10 points a game. And I was like, holy cow, that must have been a really deep team. <laughs> Which then, now that, you know, we've been talking about it the last couple games, I'm like, that's kind of like this year's Bucks team. You know, I don't know <laughs> if anybody, we're all averaging over 10 points a game, but this Bucks team's deep too. Um, so I, they're definitely giving them a run for their money um, in terms of who is the bu- best Bucks team ever, I think. Yeah, I mean, like Tyler said, never watch them play. Um, other than like highlight videos, but I mean, you look at the rosters, um, you have to give the edge to the 71 team just because we know what this, those players are were throughout their career. I mean, they had big O hall of fame player, Kareem hall of fame player, um, Bob Dandridge, He's got his number retired in Milwaukee. John McLaughlin, same thing. Like, I don't know, four Hall of Famers versus what this Bucks teams have right now that has Giannis as probably the surest bet of anyone. But outside of that, like, when you look back at this team, are you like – yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, or are you like, was he just another guy, and they kind of had the, the the sum of the parts thing, where <laughs> they, when they play together, they're just better than what they would be apart. Um, I just, I think you got to give it to the 71 Bucks team. Um but also, this team could be that good. Like, if they win the finals against the dynasty that is the Golden State Warriors, I think there could be some real conversation there then. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's an impossible question to answer because you're never going to see them play each other. But... Uh... I mean, we have no idea who's going to get retired, whose number is going to get retired from this team. I mean, Chris Middleton could go on to have, uh, he could have a Hall of Fame-worthy career, who knows. Um, He could have a career that's worthy of getting his number retired, but that could completely change if he ends up leaving for another team this summer. Uh, I there's the reason I bring it up is because I've seen so many similarities between the two teams. There have been so many records that that '71 team held that are being matched or broken or at least approached by this team. So, I mean, it's at if you would have asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have been like, you're fucking high on meth right now (laughs) but 
I mean, it's it's a legit question now. I think if they end up winning the championship, that's only two championships in the NBA, in the Milwaukee Bucks history. So you kind of have to be like, oh, which of the two is better? Um, I can't speak to the level of competition back then either. I, I, I'm sure it was still great. Um, but I do know that the Milwaukee Bucks will be going up against the Golden State Warriors who are looking for a three-peat who have five all-stars on their team, uh, five guys who could probably easily make the Hall of Fame. So uh, if if they could somehow pull it off, I definitely think it's uh, a pretty close split between the two teams. Yeah. And I, it feels weird saying that with uh, Kareem, who's arguably top five greatest player ever to play the game, and Big O, who's also arguably probably not top five, but maybe top 10 greatest player ever. It's, it's tough, but it's kind of cool to be able to have that conversation now. Yeah. You know, the, uh, that Bucks team in 71 that, uh, swept the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA finals was looking for a four peat that year. So, <laughs> wow. you know, if the Warriors are looking for that three peat. It's, we'll just be the, the streak stoppers. That's what we'll call ourselves. Amen. <laughs> well, we already called ourselves that. Remember? Well, yeah. It's a, we're we're bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, one thing, if within the next few years, with Giannis obviously still in his prime and um in that, but I think if they go back and win it a second time then we can for sure have this conversation. Um, and that just might be a testament to Giannis more so than the entire team. But I think I think if they go back within a few years, like this team did back in the 70s, um, but they win it the second time instead of losing it, I think then you have more of an argument but again, uh, well, I'm asking yearly. Like, so I I feel like if the Bucks were able to keep this team together, yeah, they could be perennial contenders. Same with that team back then; they were contenders until Kareem left. Yeah, I don't know. I mean the the thing that's crazy about that team was. Kareem was in his second year during that championship run, which is, yeah, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a freak of nature. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, I mean, this, again, this will be more of an argument when and if the Bucks do at least compete for a championship this year. So we'll see. Um, it's looking, it's looking good. I'm going to knock on wood that 
we do close out this series. We've got a nice edge. We held our home court. Now we go to Toronto, um, which I was just talking with people about their We the North slogan. Toronto's like 10 miles north of Milwaukee. <laughs> I know. Like if, yep. you, if you look at a map, <laughs> like... Uh, whatever i don't know so <laughs> maybe they're just talking about canada in general but yeah before it's not much north before we finish i just want to bring up some stats on that 71 team so no sorry time's up <laughs> um roasted they like offense and defensive rating completely completely different eras obviously but that team, first in offensive rating, first in defensive rating, first in strength of schedule. No, that's not strength of schedule. I don't know what that is. Never mind. First in points per game, third in opponent, opponent's points per game. So, Can I ask you what their points per game and opponent's point per game were? Um, points per game was 118.4. Damn. Opponents, 106.2. Their offense and defensive ratings are a lot lower. Um, 103.9 for offense and 93.1 for defensive rating. And they had 66 wins and 16 losses. So. Damn. I'm actually shocked at those numbers for points per yeah, me too. Thought I numbers thought they didn't were going to be way Scott. lower. <laughs> well, that's why I was going to say. I, I was going to say, like, oh, yeah, they only scored, like, 94 points per game. <laughs> but, no, they had almost the same. They had more points per game than the Bucks did, didn't they? Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. That's they back when pace was so slow and threes weren't such a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Wow. That that kind of puts that team in pers- into perspective as well. Like, they were just as dominant as this team is, maybe a le- even a little more. Mm-hmm. And that 71 team, they lost, what, two games in the playoffs that year? <laughs> so they cruised. I mean, hey, this Bucks team could do that too. Yeah. And then a uh, little self-correction, the Lakers were not going for for Pete. I lied. They'd been in the finals. They had just lost every year <laughs> and since being there <laughs> and they beat the Lakers in the conference finals. Mm, yep. They swept the Baltimore bullets. We're four and one against the Warriors, four and one against the Lakers, four oh against the bullets. Well to be honest, I I think it's amazing just to be able to have this conversation. Uh I, I'm really hoping that we're able to keep the band together next year. Maybe even be able to pull in a couple like Ray Allen type players who are ring chasing and want to be part of end of the bench guys. I I'm think looking be... for a contract if they want to sign me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a Ray Allen type guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I... It's it's just 
Awesome. I I was not expecting to even have this as a thought. It's good after almost almost 50 years that we can finally have a team that compares. So uh, just enjoy it, Bucks fans. Enjoy what we have right now. That's just a testament to you never know how long it's going to last and when the next one will be. Hope, I'm hoping and I'm I'm thinking that this team will compete for many years to come right now. And they're definitely proving us right. Amen. Well, we are going to sign off for the night, but we will talk to you again on Sunday. Make sure you are still sharing these posts and uh, commenting three people for your chance to win Brewers tickets to see either the Cardinals or the Cubs that this contest will end at the end of May. So you got some time. We're a little over halfway through the month. So keep doing it. Keep getting some entries uh, and get some nice tickets. Listen to our Brewers and our Packers podcast. They're coming out on Monday night or Monday morning. Excuse me. And we'll have another Bucks recap for you as well. So we'll talk to you next time. So you'll see you. Bucks in four. Yeah.